The date is April the 24th. And I'm right now laying on my sofa. The door is opened. And it feels like there's going to be thunder. And I say that because um, there's that queer mix of uh, heat and cold in the air. Everything feels cool below, but somehow warm above. And sometimes the warm is wo- the the wind is warm, and sometimes it's cold and it's overcast, and it looks somewhat stormy, but it's still warm, it's still spring. You can hear the, I call them morning birds, I don't really know what type of birds they are, but they chirp. And it's beautiful and it's lovely, and I can't recall a moment like this, really, that I've uh, been able to sit and feel still. I think a lot of it has to do with staying at home and having to stay at home for a month at least, if not a month before due to other complications. The cherries are in bloom. Cherry trees are fully pink and I enjoy it. When I look to the right, I have a very large window that takes up most of the living room. I can see out into the front lawn. It's a small lawn, but it's well kept. The grass is green. There's a garden. And while the garden doesn't produce architectured flowers, it still blooms brushes, bushes, box trees. It's green and vibrant. It feels like spring. What I hear is the cars in the distance. I see the mountains. They're really far away. They're tipped with white snow, which is quite typical for this time of year in British Columbia. And I hear someone in their garden shoveling. There's no lawnmowers. It's the one thing I cannot stand is the sound of lawnmowers going. In the morning, yes. In the afternoon, no. The afternoon is the time of rest. You know, you're busy, although many people are not busy right now, but you, uh, you want to come home have it be quiet, have it be still, find some kind of stillness. There's a stillness that I found over this last month, or at least over the last couple of weeks, although I have been quite busy trying to work, work on school, work on my own professional development, reaching out to people I have not spoke to in quite some time. It's a time of reflection I found quite a number of photographs of me as a child on these slide projector um, slides, these color positive photographs. I found the projector and I put these reels in and went through reel by reel and saw pictures of myself as a baby. I collected them, sorted them, put them in a box put them away, never to be looked at for at least quite some time. 
I found old Polaroid photographs of me as a teenager and in my early 20s, throughout my 20s, up till recent, and I did the same. I collected them all together, sorted them, put them in a box, and put them away. I don't like to look back at the past all too often. I believe that if you spend too much time believing that you've completed something or have done something that you're unlikely to ever do it again or continue to doing new things, if you become complacent and you feel like you've done enough, I never feel like I've done enough. I feel like I have to continue. As I said before, that is my worldview. I appreciate working. And while it has been challenging to not visit school every day or go to a job every day or do my radio work, I found ways to find some sort of peace, some kind of completeness, completeness in my day, structure. I do a little schoolwork as much as I can manage in the morning. I smoke a few cigarettes, have some tea, work on my professional development, and I read. I've been reading this book about Sue Mangers, who is, or was, one of the most prolific Hollywood agents in the 1970s into the 80s. The book was quite dry at first. I didn't quite care to know what she did when she was a child. I mean, it seemed rather rudimentary. But I'm getting to the good parts, the interesting parts, the parts of show business that I love. I love show. I appreciate show. I appreciate its power. Like The Wizard of Oz, I, mean, I, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I, I think I watched it about a thousand times. I would watch it at least every day for years and years. I, I just could watch it over and over and over. And I loved it. I admired The Wizard, a very small man, but a man with big ideas. And that's the thing about show business. I don't quite care for, you know, the mystery of it. I like the reality of it, the numbers, the ratings, the business. Money in, money out. Production. What stops it? What makes it, you know, great? I enjoy the production. I enjoy behind the scenes. I enjoy the writing. I quite enjoy the presenting because it's a thrill. It's the tip of the iceberg. You know, what people don't see, what's behind the curtain in the Emerald City, they, they don't see any of that. And they're fine with that. They like seeing celebrities and believing the manufactured stories and realities that that they consume. I know none of that's real. I know that most celebrities, when they smile, are actually having a bad day. They don't want to do it. They've stopped wanting to do it. Perhaps they've had an altercation that morning, but they have to go on. They have to smile. And that's something I appreciate. And it's part of my worldview. 
to keep going, to keep the show going, you must, you truly must, you know. I like the idea that something horrific could have happened backstage, and then as soon as someone gives the countdown, the director's counting down, you know, five seconds, four, three, immediately the smile turns on, the lights go on, the sound goes, and you go with it. And when you're done, you've forgotten everything that happened before. You're excited. And then your life goes on. You go home. You do your dishes. You scrub your toilet. I mean, I think a celebrity should. I think it's foolish to employ lots of people to take care of you. I think the best person to take care of you is yourself. You shouldn't fall into, a fa into that fantasy world. I think that's what destroys celebrities, is that you know, they don't do their own grocery shopping, they don't stay to the streets, they don't know what people are thinking or feeling. They get too wrapped up in themselves, wrapped up in this manufactured world. They become a part of Emerald City. They forgot that there's a wizard behind the curtain pulling all the strings and doing everything. And really isn't that what you want? to become the wizard, to be the wizard of your own world, of your own city, to be able to have full control, to understand and know what you're doing. That's why I don't think I'd ever hire a publicist. That's why I don't think I'd ever really hire a manager. You know, you'd want, you'd want an agent who's also a lawyer. Simplify things. They take care of your contracts. They take care of purchasing agreements and light finances, if need be. But it's just yourself. You do your work. You write. You collaborate. You show up. You smile. You go through all the motions and all the mechanics of a production. Pre, during, post, all of that. And then you go on, you go home, you do the dishes, you watch a little television, you smile because you know what you're seeing is manufactured. You call a few friends, you talk about things that other people talk about. You get noticed. And when people notice you, you know, my favorite celebrity is Dolly Parton. <laughs> I say that because I imagine Dolly Parton has no lies to tell. She's so sweet, so kind. She isn't a Joan Crawford. She isn't someone putting on a spectacle or a show. She's just naturally entertaining, good-hearted, good-natured. Has no problem dealing with the mass of need be. A good woman. So that's how I feel, that's what I think right now as I'm laying on my sofa. I'm thinking of Dolly Parton, of the morning birds in the afternoon, the potential for a thunderstorm, maybe lightning, striking my own Emerald City.